Good afternoon. KSL News Time is 12 o'clock noon, and this is Utah's New News. I'm Maria Shaleos. KSL's top story this hour it is developing news. A 17 year old boy from Paiute County who pleaded guilty to shooting and killing his girlfriend has been charged today. KSL News Radio's Hugo Ricard Bell sat in on that sentencing and has the very latest. Hugo? Maria, the official sentence is yet to be handed down. In January this year, Francisco Aguilar gunned down his girlfriend, Jackie Newers Milan, after an argument. The state of Utah is requesting the maximum penalty of 25 years to life in Utah State Prison. This crime has not only devastated the Nunez family and the Taylor family, but it has devastated the community, Paiute County. That was Prosecutor Scott Burns. Aguilar's ankles are chained. He's wearing a black polo with a large silver chain that bears a cross. His head has remained bowed the entire time while listening to the state's testimony and family statements. We're hearing right now from friends and family of the victim, and Judge Marvin Bagley was noticeably tearful during Jackie's mother's testimony. We will bring you the sentence as soon as it is handed down. Reporting live, Hugo Ricard-Bell, KSL News Radio. A Utah company has been fined for allegedly violating child labor laws. The U.S. Department of Labor says the Rush Funplex facilities in Syracuse and West Jordan hired 14- and 15-year-old kids to work late and longer hours when school was in session and hired some to work with things that are considered dangerous for their age, including go-karts, pizza ovens, and manual fryers. KSL legal analyst Greg Scorda says you can hire kids that young, but there are strict federal guidelines you have to follow. The wage that they can earn, the hours that they can work, the hours that uh, they can work that may conflict with school hours and the type of work that they can do. The department has assessed nearly $167,000 in fines and have recovered an additional 6000 in back wages. Adam Small, KSL News Radio. KSL has reached out to the owners of the Rush Fundplex for comment but have not yet received a response. Universities across the state have been working to improve safety on and off campus now that students are heading back to the classroom. University of Utah's Chief Safety Officer Keith Squire says they now use analysts to identify areas that need an increased police presence. It's just a matter of wanting to be proactive and have that presence to just have everyone feel the need to operate safely and work with each other to create a safe environment. Squires also says having community input is valuable and helps them to further increase safety on and off campus. Breaking news on KSL News Radio. Salt Lake City police say they have found a 15-year-old girl who was missing. Peyton Jones went missing Friday, was considered at risk. Police say they didn't have off- officers are reuniting her with her parents and are thanking the community for tips that helped them find Peyton. KSL's top national stories this half hour. The racially motivated shooting in Jacksonville, Florida over the weekend came just before an annual commemoration marking another brutal racial attack. It happened 63 years ago on what has become known as Axe Handle Saturday. A mob of white people using axe handles and baseball bats clubbed peaceful black demonstrators who were sitting at a downtown Jacksonville lunch counter. Police just stood by and watched, but when the young black protesters began fighting back, They stepped in, helping the mob attack them. The only arrests that day were black people. A small group was getting ready to mark what had happened on August 27, 1960, when word came of the shooting Saturday at the Dollar General in Jacksonville. Jerry Preston, ABC News. A University of South Carolina college student was shot and killed after police say he accidentally went to the wrong house over the weekend. Nicholas Donfroyo was from Connecticut. His family says his father moved him into his new home from for school the year last week. 
D'Onofrio had recently moved into a house on the same street, just two miles from the heart of the university campus. The police department says its investigators are consulting with the solicitor's office about the circumstances of the shooting. They have not yet identified the person who shot D'Onofrio, and no charges have yet been filed. ABC's Trevor Alt reports South Carolina has a castle doctrine law that allows citizens to use deadly force if they feel threatened or if their property is threatened. Other national stories KSL is following. The investigation continues on Maui over the wildfire that killed at least 115 people. The ATF is handling the investigation into the cause and origin of the Lahaina wildfire, but now the Washington Post reports it has obtained documents showing Hawaiian electric hauled away power poles, lines, and other equipment which could show how and exactly where the fire started. The evidence could be gone. Hawaiian Electric argues the equipment was not cordoned off by police and it was working quickly to restore electricity and that everything has been preserved. It comes as lawsuits are now piling up against Hawaiian Electric. Alex Stone, EBC News. First look, traffic. Len Thomas, what's happening on the roads? Well, we've been having emergency traffic until right now on the I-80 eastbound Bangor Highway. They've had three lanes closed there and traffic gummed up there for at least three and a half hours. But now uh, we're waiting for a slowdown. They apparently have done it. There's, uh, they were getting by in one lane. Now all lanes are open. So very good news out there on the Bangor Highway. Len Thomas in the KSL Traffic Center. KSL News Time, 12.05. Thank you for joining us for Utah's Noon News. Recapping our top local story this half hour, a teenager from Paiute County who pleaded guilty to shooting and killing his girlfriend is being sentenced today. KSL News Time, 12.08. A wide-ranging survey of American kids finds plenty of cause for concern, but also reason to celebrate. ABC's Jim Ryan has more. The sample size is huge. 130,000 kids from 9 to 18 years old of every race and economic background. The survey by the Boys and Girls Clubs of America found that 75% of American youth intend to go to college. That 8 in 10 feel they can make a difference in their communities. But at the same time, 40% of those kids report being bullied at school in the past year. We will have more on this survey from a local mental health expert in just a few minutes during the KSL In-Depth. Soccer players and soccer fans around the world have been wearing wristbands to support a World Cup winning player at the heart of a red-hot controversy in Spain. The man at the center of the kiss that set off global outrage has now been suspended by world soccer officials as the scandal surrounding him grows. The head of Spain's soccer association, Luis Rubiales, was seen kissing player Jenny Hermoso on the mouth after the team's World Cup win. Hermoso says she did not consent and says it's another example of unacceptable behavior that the women's team faces on a regular basis. That is ABC's Andrew Dimbert reporting. America's biggest tennis event, the U.S. Open, gets underway today in New York City. ABC's Will Reeve is live at Flushing Meadows and tells us this year's event is top-heavy with Americans. Are you a fan of tennis or a fan of drama? Well, these next two weeks are the best of the summer for you because the U.S. Open is here. And this year, it's the emphasis on U.S. 43 Americans in the draw. That's more than any other nationality. 24 American women. As for the men, there are 19 Americans seated this year. This U.S. Open is happening just around a year after Serena Williams and Roger Federer both walked away from the sport. KSL Newstime 1209, traffic and weather together. It's brought to you by Granite Credit Union's High Yield Savings Certificates. Len Thomas, things improving on Bangor? Oh, they sure are. Bangor coming on I-80 where the Bangor ramp joins I-80 just eastbound there. That's open and the wreck involving three tankers has right lanes 
the fast all the rains were closed but now they got them all open now so it's barely starting to get back to a little bit of speeds but everybody's moving along there good news right there i'm len thomas from the ksl traffic center look for more warm and dry weather today high of 93 with sunny skies overnight lows will be in the upper 60s clear skies tomorrow hot 98 breezy out of the south sunny skies maybe even a little bit of high fire danger due to these dry winds. From the KSL Weather Center, I'm Matt Johnson. Mm, I don't know, pretty toasty already. 87 degrees, a lot of sunshine in downtown Salt Lake City. Coming up on Utah's new news, a new survey shows 40% of young people reported being bullied at school. We'll go in depth with a mental health expert in just a few minutes. This is KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM, your all day companion for news. ASL News Time 1215, the three things you need to know this hour. First, a Utah entertainment company has been fined thousands of dollars for allegedly violating child labor laws. I'm KSL News Radio's Adam Small. Second, police say they have found a missing 15 year old girl in Salt Lake City. She had been missing since Friday. Third, traffic and weather together. What's happening, Len? We got a crash. He's found I 80 at the off. State off-ramp at uh, State Street, of course. Left lane's closed there. Len Thomas, the KSL Traffic Center. Warm and sunny today with a high of 93. I'm Matt Johnson. A lot of sunshine, 87 degrees downtown. Time now for KSL's top national story. From ABC News. I'm Derek Dennis. Florida's Gulf Coast bracing for a dahlia. Landfall could be at or near Tampa as the tropical storm gains strength toward possible Category 3 hurricane status. If it's Cat 3 plus, uh, there's going to be a lot of trees that are going to get knocked down. There's going to be a lot of debris that is going to interrupt the, the power lines. So, so just understand that that is something that's going to happen. Governor Ron DeSantis, Tampa's airport closing tonight at midnight. Also in Florida, the deadly crash this morning of a Broward County Sheriff's fire and rescue helicopter. Two people killed as the chopper went down in smoke, then slammed through the roof of an apartment building. Dates are set in separate cases over alleged election interference involving former President Trump and others. One court date, the day before Super Tuesday. Jury selection in the federal January 6th case will begin here in this court courthouse on March 4th of next year. That's just over six months from now and the day before the Super Tuesday primaries in more than a dozen states. It's also three weeks before Trump is set to go on trial in New York in the Stormy Daniels hush money case. As the hearing began here, Judge Tanya Chutkin made a point of saying that like any defendant, Trump will have to make the trial date work regardless of his schedule. ABC Stephen Portnoy and separately all 19 co-defendants in Trump's Fulton County, Georgia election interference case go to court September 6th, all on the same day. But Trump's former chief of staff, Mark Meadows, wants a change of venue to federal court. ABC's Aaron Katursky. And why does he want to move into federal court? Quite simply, I think because the jury pool that would be uh, hearing any trial would come from Fulton County and beyond. Fulton County DA Fonnie Willis Willis argues Meadows violated the Hatch Act, which prohibits government employees from engaging in political activity. An emergency right now at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. The school is under a shelter-in-place order over reports of a potentially armed and dangerous person. 
You're listening to ABC News. Time for the KSL In-Depth. The new survey of young people from the Boys and Girls Club of America found 40% reported being bullied at school. David Dujanovic asked BYU psychologist Dr. Tom Golightly how to tell the difference between playground teasing and bullying. I think a big part of it is, okay, there's there's disagreements. There's There's people we don't always get along with. That's one thing. If you're not feeling safe somewhere, that's a totally different thing, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's a good delineation is I don't feel safe, and that's maybe uh, something that that adults can be aware of. Like I mentioned before, adults are more effective than kids at stopping this. Adults need to be aware of some of the signs and symptoms of someone who looks like they're being bullied or someone who might be bullying. And that's one of them. Your kid is really not wanting to go to school every day, not like the – the normal, like, I don't want to go to school, kind of like all of us have some days, and even with work. But it's, it's I'm scared to go to school. Like, I am very anxious to go to school. Uh, that's where we, we, we probably start to see, hey, something's going on here, and I need to know more about it. And that might be a time to kind of ask your child a little bit more about what's going on. Dr. Golightly says parents need to make sure kids feel safe coming to them about any bullying that happens at school, adding at sometimes kids suffer in silence because they fear that they won't be believed or that other that adults can't help. KSL News Time 1219 Traffic and Weather Together. It's brought to you by Granite Credit Union's new Dividend Plus checking account. And let's check in with Len Thomas. Well, right now, uh, Maria, we're looking at a pretty good drive. Uh, we had that Bangor accident on I-80 closed out, and uh, so that's going along. But we, we have a fresh crash. That is on I-80 again. Now, this is actually at the State Street off-ramp eastbound with the left lane closed there. Len Thomas in the KSL Traffic Center. KSL 7A forecast on the warm side today, 93 degrees, sunny skies. Tomorrow, hot, 98, sunny and breezy out of the south. Cooler for your Wednesday, 88, sunny skies. Partly cloudy and 90 on Thursday. Friday, we bring the monsoon back. Chance for storms, 89, breezy. We've got a chance for storms on both Saturday and Sunday. Highs in the mid-80s. From the KSL Weather Center, I'm Matt Johnson. It's a beautiful summer-like day, 88 degrees in downtown Salt Lake City, and the seven-day forecast is brought to you by Performance Automotive Bountiful. Still to come, we'll check your money news. A quick peek now. It looks like a lot of green. Uh, markets are doing well today. Complete update of your money news up next. KSL News Time 1224, a celebration in California after the El Segundo team won the Little League World Series in Williamsport. This was a special treat for me to watch a game live. So elated, so proud of these boys. Fans gathered for a watch party fundraiser at a California bar. A homer in the bottom of the sixth gave the El Segundo team a 6-5 to five win over Curacao. Watching Utah's money, student loan payments start back up on Friday, and some borrowers are now facing new payment schedules. The Wall Street Journal reports four in ten loans transferred to a new servicer during the pause that started in March of 2020. Millions have since graduated or otherwise left school. During then, they have been never been required to make a payment until now. The Biden administration is expected to announce 10 drugs that Medicare will pay less for starting in 2026. It's part of an effort to cut Medicare spending on several high-priced medicines. Several blood thinners and some diabetes drugs are expected to be on that list.
3M is getting ready to pay an almost $5.5 billion settlement over their earplugs. Hundreds of thousands of veterans have filed claims that 3M military-grade earplugs did not protect them from hearing loss. company is contesting the cases, saying the earplugs can work properly when used correctly. Taking a look at your money at this moment, the Dow up by 115 points, sitting at 34,464. Good start to the week. S&P 500 up by 13, and the NASDAQ, it's up by 56 points. The brand that makes Twinkies could be sold. Several companies like General Mills and Hershey have expressed interest in buying Hostess brands. Hostess has been getting more interest lately after it raised its prices and saw a more than 20% jump in shares. We'll update your drive coming up next, KSL Newstime 1226. And join KSL and the movie show this Friday from 9 to noon at the Salt Lake NPS store at 1600 Empire Road in Salt Lake City, npsstore.com. KSL Newstime 1229, traffic and weather together. It's brought to you by Granite Credit Union's Dividend Plus checking account. Let's check in with Len Thomas. So we'll still have that crash eastbound I-80, the State Street off-ramp, the left lane's closed there. Otherwise, uh, things are working pretty well. Box Elder County, fill up your bucket list in Box Elder County. History, recreation, and wildlife, along with the excellent dining and wait you. Find out more at visitboxeldercounty.com. Len Thomas, the KSL Traffic Center. A beautiful late August day on tap, folks. We've got 93 for a high today. Sunny skies from border to border. Overnight lows will be in the upper 60s. Tomorrow, breezy out of the south but hot, 98 and sunny skies. From the KSL Weather Center, I'm Matt Johnson. Sunny and 88 degrees in downtown Salt Lake City. Checking some of the area's temperatures. St. George, not much hotter than us. They are sitting at 91. Logan's cooler, 78 degrees. Uh, Park City at this hour is 73 degrees. You're listening to Utah's New News with Maria Chaleos on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good afternoon, KSL News Time, 1230. KSL's top story this hour. And it is breaking news on KSL News Radio. A judge has just handed down the sentence for a 17 year old boy from Paiute County who pleaded guilty to shooting and killing his girlfriend. KSL News Radio's Hugo Ricard Bell sat in on the sentencing and he has the very latest. Hugo? Maria Francisco Aguilar has received the maximum penalty from Judge Marvin Bagley. Based upon your conviction of aggravated murder, a first-degree felony, you are sentenced to serve 25 years to life imprisonment at the state prison. In January this year, Aguilar had an argument with his girlfriend, Jackie Nguyen's uh, Milan. According to the evidence presented in court, Jackie tried to run away from Aguilar, who shot her twice, once in the leg and then fatally in the head with a 9mm handgun he took from his father's bedroom. During the sentencing, Judge Marvin Bagley warned Aguilar against joining a gang in prison. You have a choice when you go to prison. You can join a gang, you can participate in gang activities, you can continue to commit crimes. If you do, you'll never leave. You'll be there for the rest of your life. Aguilar was escorted out in handcuffs to begin his prison sentence. Reporting live, Hugo Ricard Bell, KSL News Radio. We are watching for an update from police about a shooting that happened at an Orem apartment complex over the weekend. Officers and Metro SWAT took five people into custody in the middle of the night Saturday after three people were shot, had minor injuries near the Midtown 360 apartment complex. Police are still working to find a motive to that shooting, but do not think that any suspects are still on the loose. KSL Politics. 
It's still anybody's guess who will win in the race to replace Congressman Chris Stewart. KSL News Radio's Lindsay Ertz has more. A Deseret News Hinkley Institute poll is showing 47% of the registered Republicans surveyed still don't know if they'll choose Becky Edwards, Bruce Huff, or Celeste Malloy. That is a huge, huge number. This race is up for grabs. And KSL at Night host Taylor Morgan says this poll surveyed registered Republicans, which is different than surveying those likely to vote. Especially in a special election primary. We really Hmm. don't know who among these voters are the most likely to vote. And the rural versus urban vote could have big implications in this race. Taylor says Becky's name ID from her recent Senate race is likely the reason she has a big lead among those who do know who they're voting for. Lindsay Ertz, KSL News Radio. Utah's primary elections next Tuesday, September 5th, will be a little different than most years. Lieutenant Governor Deidre Henderson told David Dujanovic about this year's vote. This year's special. This year's a little different because it we do have this special election on top of it. We typically don't have uh, congressional elections or um, any kind of a partisan election mm-hmm. during odd-numbered years. But this year, since uh, Congressman Chris Stewart is stepping down next month, we are having that special election, and it will be on the same day as the municipal primaries next Tuesday. Ballots must be postmarked by September 5th to be counted. Utah's universities have various procedures in place to help keep students safe both on and off campus, with several colleges now back in session. KSL News Radio's Al- Alessandra Harris begins our team coverage. 24 7 dispatch centers, safety escort services, increased police presence, and emergency public phones are just some of the extensive resources that Utah colleges have to help keep their students safe. Utah State University's Executive Director for Public Safety, Ellis Brew, says the best way to improve safety is to get the students help. Reporting stuff to us is truly how we identify gaps or issues on our campus and majority of those come from our students. So we ask that all students, they engage with us as much as they possibly can. We want to know what's going on on our campus. Alessandra Harris, KSL News Radio. Weber High School's principal has been placed on administrative leave. KSL News Radio's Britt Johnson continues our team coverage. Weber School District released a statement today saying that they appreciate the community's understanding and cooperation in respecting the privacy of all the parties involved as this is an ongoing investigation. Lane Finley with Weber School District says they will release more information in the coming days and weeks. The assistant principal is currently acting as principal. You know, the school's in good hands. Uh, Ryan Ketchold, he's one of the vice principals. He's... um, in charge. Britt Johnson, KSL News Radio. U.S. Department of Labor has fined the Rush Funplex, a Utah entertainment company, nearly $167,000 for allegedly overworking 14 and 15 year olds and keeping them out too late during the school year. Even professional employers can hire uh, kids that age so long as they file, follow some fairly strict federal guidelines with respect to uh, the wage that they can earn, the hours that they can work. That is KSL legal analyst Greg Scordis. The company is also accused of missing payroll and underpaying overtime to several employees. company has not yet returned KSL's request for a comment. First look traffic, here's Len Thomas. Well, Marie, it's uh, looking pretty good out there. Uh, we have little things kind of dripping in here every time. This one has crashed northbound I-1545 south on the left shoulder. Very minor delays right now. Len Thomas in the KSL Traffic Center. KSL News Time, 1235. Thank you for joining us for Utah's new news, recapping our top local story. Teenager from Paiute County who pleaded guilty to shooting and killing his girlfriend has just been sentenced to 20 years to life. KSL News Time 1236. 
State officials say they are reopening a state liquor and wine store near 3rd West in Salt Lake City. The Department of Alcoholic Beverage Services says the store was temporarily closed because of road construction on 3rd West. Workers will hold a grand opening this Thursday afternoon where experts will teach a complimentary wine education event. One of the country's biggest airlines just landed the biggest fine ever for keeping passengers on planes stuck on tarmacs for too long. American Airlines is being handed $4.1 million in fines from the Department of Transportation for 43 flights between 2018 and 2021 that were stuck on tarmacs for hours without giving passengers a chance to get off. Over 5,000 passengers were impacted on those flights. The DOT says on one of the 43 flights, passengers were not given water or food as required. American says it was a very small number out of all of its flights over those years and that most were due to bad weather in Dallas. Alex Stone, EBC News. China is loosening up its COVID testing rules for the international travelers. Speaking through a translator, the country's foreign ministry spokesman made the announcement today. Inbound travelers will no longer be required to take a pre-departure nucleic acid or antigen test for COVID-19. China was one of just a few countries worldwide still requiring a negative test to enter. KSL Newstime, 1239, traffic and weather together. It's brought to you by Granite Credit Union's new Dividend Plus checking account. What's happening, Len? Well, we did have that crash northbound at 15 to 45 south left shoulder, but that is cleared and all the freeways are moving along nicely. I'm Len Thomas in the KSL Traffic Center. High pressure over Southern California brings some warm and dry air for us today. Sunny skies and a high of 93. Overnight lows will go to the upper 60s with clear skies. Tomorrow's going to be a warm one, 98 degrees, breezy in the afternoon, sunny skies. From the KSL Weather Center, I'm Matt Johnson. few clouds, but it's toasty warm, 88 degrees in downtown Salt Lake City. Coming up on Utah's new news, primary election day is coming up next Tuesday, but this year it's going to be a little different. This is KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM, your all day companion for news. Breaking news on KSL News Radio. University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill is under lockdown right now after reports of shots fired this afternoon. The school sent out a text saying emergency armed dangerous person on or near the campus. Police haven't released much information, but there have been reports that a suspect may be in custody. KSL News Time 1245. The three things you need to know this hour. First, a 17-year-old boy who pleaded guilty to murdering his girlfriend in Paiute County has been sentenced to 25 years to life today. KSL News Radio's Hugh Eric Bell. Second, Utah's primary elections are coming up on September 5th and will include special election for Utah's 2nd Congressional District. Third, traffic and weather together. What's happening, Len? They're looking pretty good right now. Maria, Len Thomas from the KSL Traffic Center. Blue skies across the entire state. Look for highs in the 90s for the Wasatch. I'm Matt Johnson. A few clouds and 88 degrees downtown. Time for KSL's top national stories from ABC News. The time to prepare is now, says Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, as tropical storm Idalia churns toward the Gulf Coast and could become a Cat 3 hurricane this week. I think as we get into the late Tuesday, early Wednesday, um, it's going to start to get really nasty. And, of course, they're anticipating 
a landfall sometime Wednesday morning, Wednesday afternoon. Tampa's airport closing tonight at midnight. Life-threatening storm surge could be the major impact. Also in Florida, the deadly crash this morning of a Broward County Sheriff's Fire and Rescue helicopter. Two people killed, including the pilot, Captain Terryson Jackson, as the chopper went down in smoke, then slammed through the roof of an apartment building in Pompano Beach. Terryson was a rock star. He was one of the best of us, one of the brightest. Um, he bled this profession inside and out all day long. That's Sheriff Gregory Tony. The University of North Carolina Chapel Hill still under a shelter-in-place order over reports of a potentially armed and dangerous person on or near campus. I'm Derek Dennis, ABC News. Time for the KSL in depth, and it is politics on KSL News Radio. Primary election day in Utah is next Tuesday, September 5th. Lieutenant Governor Deidre Henderson tells David Dujanovic she hopes voters will remember how important this year's election and its process is to Utah residents. In the state legislature, of course, I helped make election law policy around our elections, and now I'm just tasked with implementing it. I, I carry out the laws the legislature has already put in place, and I take that very seriously. And you're right, most people don't think about this stuff. Um, But there has been heightened interest in election processes over the past few years, simply because of what's been happening at the national level and things uh, that that have uh, accusations that have been leveled. Um, But the reason I talk about it so much is because I want voters to understand, to be educated on our process. Just because they see something on the news that may or may not have happened in another state does not mean it's happening here in our state. Election Day comes right after Labor Day this year, but Henderson says there are special rules in place about returning those mail-in ballots before the deadline. You get a ballot um, at, at, your, at your house and you fill it out, drop it in your county drop boxes. Every single city in the state should have one. They're required by law to have one. These are ballot. These are uh, your. They've got security cameras. So They're, like at city halls. City halls. Or, okay. Yes, typically a city okay. hall. There's going to be at least one ballot drop box in every city, or you can take it to your county clerk's office, or anywhere in the state, you can drop it in the mail. Mine's or, at a or library. Or out of state if you need to. Okay. Yeah. So you can and, drop and, it in the mail anywhere if you're on the road. That's right. Okay. But there is uh, going to be a deadline as far as when you send it in the mail, right? And and with the holiday, I wonder if that changes things up at all. It it, it did change. So typically, if you drop it in the mail, you, and this will be true for the general election in November, but t- typically if you drop it in the mail, you have to have it postmarked the day before the election. Um, and But this year, since the day before the election is a holiday, and there's nothing that's going to be postmarked on that day, um, we, we changed that. The legislature changed that for just September 5th. You can have your ballot postmarked on September 5th oh. at the post at the post office. I would take it in and make sure that you see it getting stamped uh, just so it doesn't sit there till the next day somehow. Um, but th- the safest bet is to put it in a drop box or take it in in person if you're waiting that long. A number of municipal elections are also holding primaries next Tuesday on top of the GOP primary for the seat being vacated by Congressman Chris Stewart. KSL Newstime 1249, traffic and weather together. It's brought to you by Granite Credit Union's new Dividend Plus checking account. Here's Len Thomas. We're looking at a uh, sunny summer day and the freeways are delay-free for your drive. Len Thomas in the KSL Traffic Center. KSL 7-Day Forecast starts out quiet today, high of 93 blue skies. Tomorrow, breezy out of the south, 98 sunny skies, elevated fire danger. 88 for your Wednesday, sunny skies will go partly cloudy on Thursday, 90. Friday, chance for storms, 89. It's windy 
We keep those windy conditions on Saturday. Chance for storms, 87, 85, and a chance for some scattered thunderstorms on Sunday. Breezy out of the south. From the KSL Weather Center, I'm Matt Johnson. Partly cloudy, 88 degrees downtown, and the seven-day forecast is brought to you by Performance Automotive Bountiful. KSL News Time 1254. A well-known game show host is being remembered. He's the star of the new prices, right? One of the most enduring and beloved personalities in television history. Bob Barker spent more than 50 years hosting game shows on daytime TV, the majority of them as MC of The Price is Right. Bob Barker was the epitome of the genial and unflappable Monday to Friday game show host. I think it's pure entertainment. We don't solve the problems of the world, but we help people forget their problems for an hour. Chris Connolly, ABC News. KSL News Time 1255, watching Utah's money. Paris is about to be one of the only cities to ban e scooter rentals. 90% of Parisians voted in favor of the scooter ban, and the rule goes into effect this week. Major e scooter companies had a total of around 15,000 of those scooters in Paris. Young investors are more likely to give up higher returns on investments in favor of causes that they believe in. Some behavioral scientists say that this is young people wanting to signal their values outwardly. Other experts say ESG investments are a legitimate way to support companies that value supporting minorities and the environment instead of just being worried about their bottom line. Analysts have found out the age when people make the smartest financial decisions. 53- and 54-year-old people have gathered enough knowledge and experience with money but haven't started losing any important analytical skills. Now, experts say that's the age when adults make the fewest financial mistakes, like racking up credit card debt. Taking a look at your money at this moment, the Dow is currently up by 152 points. It's about a half a percent, sitting at 34,497. S&P 500, it's up by 19, and the NASDAQ, it's up by 85 points. The band who wrote the 1999 song, Barbie Girl, is embracing the wave of Barbie mania and getting back together for a concert tour that launches in November. Aqua says being able to tour after 27 years is absolutely insane. KSL Newstime, 1256.